0: With your host, high performance business coach, keynote speaker, and author, Scott Hansen. Showtime in three, two, one. Welcome back to another episode of Success Hackers. This is your host, Scott Hansen. And man, I'm fired up today. You guys fired up? Maybe you're listening on the way to work, on the way home from your job you know, maybe you're on a treadmill, maybe you're just walking to your business, wherever you're at right now, I want you to think about something really special. And we're going to go into our our business building topic with our esteemed guests in a second. But, you know, a lot of times throughout our lives, um, we need to reflect. You know, as we are all charging and climbing our success mountain, I call it, there are times throughout the year when I just think it's important to reflect and how great we really have it. You know the old saying is there's people around the world that are living on two dollars a day, and I know a lot of times we complain about a scratch or about a little cold or about losing a client or about you know uh, uh, someone from our business leaving the business, and we get upset and rightfully so. But if you think about the bigger picture, don't we have it pretty amazing? I mean, think about your life right now, Hacker Nation. Aren't you, aren't you in a good position? I think we're all in a great position, and I am blessed to have this platform to share these strategies and success hacks with you. And Before I started today, I just wanted to say that uh, I love you guys. I love you guys for continuing to listen. I appreciate you so much for sharing the success hacker story on social media and having people listen and chime in and, and email in, and it's just been absolutely amazing. Which brings me to my first point, which is if you want to email the show. And have me ask our esteemed guests a specific question. You can do that at info at successhackers.net. That's the email info at successhackers.net. When you ask and write in, I will bring up your name and your company name on the very next episode. Today's Success Hackers episode is brought to you by I Want More Leads.net. If you're looking to grow your leads for your business, make sure to check out the brand new free video, How to Generate All the Leads Your Business Can Handle. Just go to I Want More Leads. Net. All right, Hacker Nation, let's get down to business. We're about to speak to someone who knows a little bit about the ins and outs of what makes a business successful. Today our featured guest is Mr. David Barnett. David, are you ready to rock?
1: I'm excited to be here, Scott. Thanks for having me on board.
0: Absolutely. Well, over the last several years, David Barnett sold dozens of businesses for others, while also managing his own portfolio of income properties and starting his career as a local private investor. Barnett regularly consults with professionals and banks on business and asset values. Presently, he also works with entrepreneurs and would-be entrepreneurs around the world who are buying, selling, or trying to improve their business. David, welcome to Success Hackers, man. It's great to have you on the show.
1: Oh, thanks. It's great to be here, Scott.
0: Well, I gave our Hacker Nation listeners a little information about you, David, but, uh, with all the plethora of knowledge and all the wisdom you have, can you briefly share a little bit more about you and your business?
1: Yeah, you know, it, it's interesting. I, I, um, I used to have a corporate career in advertising sales and I did that for about seven years. It was my first real job out of university. I went to business school and, and what I say to a lot of people is that, uh, you know, I went to business school because I thought it was going to teach me how to be a businessman. And, and what I realized once I was about three years in is that what they really were trying to do is turn me into a fortune 500 bureaucrat. And, mm. uh, you know, one of those middle managers of a giant monstrous corporation. And, and my heart and soul has always been in small and medium sized business. It's when I was a kid, I had those businesses, you know, um, Shoveling people's driveways, mowing lawns, delivering newspapers, that kind of thing. Even when I was in university, I remember I i actually uh, tried to put the university's logo onto Zippo Lighters. Do you remember those? (laughs) Of course. And And the Zippo Lighter Company sent me a letter back saying they wouldn't put the logo on unless I could get them a licensing agreement. And I made a meeting with the vice principal of the university, and I actually signed a licensing agreement with the university for their image, I just had to pay them a percentage of my wholesale cost. And mm. and and then I got the bookstore, which the university owned, to sell the things for me. So I've, I've always been an entrepreneurial kind of guy. I've always been looking for business and, and when I left that career in advertising sales, um, I started a business with a partner and uh, we tried to buy a franchise but the, the franchise company told us that our market was too small and we said, you know what, let's go ahead and do it anyway. We started the business. Within a few months, we had some employees. We started to to do a good business, but it wasn't a scalable business. It was never going to grow. It was always just going to be a small business. And so after about a year and a half, we decided, let's sell this. And we were doing services to homeowners. It was actually a junk removal business. And I wanted to get back in that seat across from business owners and managers, the people I had been dealing with when I was doing advertising sales. I said, you know, those are my people. That's who I want to talk to. And so I started up a commercial debt brokerage business and I used to um help people get um operating and um and capital leases for equipment. I used to help businesses obtain bank financing, commercial mortgages, lines of credit, as well as factoring facilities, which is when we we convert receivables into cash using a third-party financing company. And and that went well until the big financial crisis in 0809. And when that happened, about half of the companies that I was using as a source of capital went under because of what was going on on Wall Street. And I realized that I wasn't going to be able to make it as a finance broker because I, I had my sources of capital were drying up. One of the things that, that I had seen while I was a financing broker is that there was a real need in my city for a qualified, competent business broker. I remember there was one time... I actually got a call from a bank uh, down on Main Street, and the banker said, "Uh, Dave, we have this lovely couple that are in here today. They have a a purchase and sale agreement for a convenience store written up on a contract for buying a house saying that they're going to get 95% financing for this store within 10 days, and they probably could use someone like you to help them. And, of course, what I was seeing over and over again in my market were these unqualified Intermediaries trying to make a fast buck, helping people buy and sell businesses who had no idea what they were doing. Yeah, and so I, I decided that business brokerage would be my thing, and I joined uh, an international franchise brand because they could give me access to the training. I, I I knew enough about buying and selling businesses to know that I was ignorant that I that I didn't know what I needed to know. And so I, I started on a two-and-a-half-year process to actually obtain a certification, a professional designation in helping people buy and sell businesses, and eventually I bought the office that I was working in, and over a three-year period, I sold over 35 companies for other people.
0: Yeah, and, and thanks for sharing that. I mean, there's so many different great takeaways from from your personal story, but I, I know that right now there's individuals listening to this show saying, Down the road, um, I would like to eventually sell my business, or maybe there's someone listening right now to say, you know, I I do want to buy a a business. I want to invest my money and my time into something that's sustainable. Let's take uh, option one, which is someone right now, they have a business, they've been running their business. As, As someone that coaches business owners, I know because I work with them they're so busy working in their business they don't take a minute sometimes to work on their business so when we start working together the one focal point we have is how do we grow what does success look like where do we want to be in the next two to three years and we get them off and running and you know start sharing a lot of successes and they start having a lot of successes but with you I think it's one step further than that when you look at business owners and you talk to them to say okay now that you have a vision of where you want to be What are some of the key components, David, that you look at that you recognize right away of why a specific business is sellable or not?
1: Well, I'll I'll split some hairs with you here, Scott, because there's two kinds of people that buy businesses. There's two kinds of buyers. There's what we call a financial buyer who is a person looking to replace an income, and there's someone we call a strategic buyer who is someone who's building an empire. Or And typically they're big companies, right? They want to gobble up other people. If someone can look at your business and they can see that quite easily they can put a paid manager in your shoes, that everything is organized and systematized, you have a business that can be bought by a strategic buyer. Strategic buyers have more money and they're willing to pay more. Because usually they're trying to consolidate in an industry and adding your purchase volume to theirs will give them more strength against maybe the suppliers. If people can't look at your business and see how they can put a paid manager in, then you will limit yourself to selling to a financial buyer and you're going to have to find someone else just like you who's going to have the similar skills and knowledge, who's going to be able to step in and run everything by the seat of his pants just like you do today.
0: Wow, what a great piece of advice. So, so what is maybe some of the pitfalls that you see of businesses that when you do approach them or they approach you, frankly, um, what are uh, maybe one or two holes that you see in businesses that most business or a lot of business owners might have so that if we tell them here today through our Hacker Nation community and having you on the show, that maybe someone that's listening right now says, you know what? These are the two holes that I have to plug so that in three to five years, if I do decide to sell this, it's sellable. So can you share with us maybe one or two of those?
1: Yeah. So number one, have an actual on paper or organizational chart with the different roles, even if many if some people are have their names in several boxes. And then each of those roles has to have an actual job description so that you can start. And, and this is, this is going to be a big, mind-blowing thing for some of your listeners successful entrepreneurs that grow businesses that can be bought by strategic acquirers, they delegate responsibility. The other businesses, the ones that aren't so poorly run, they, they delegate tasks. So in a business, if I, let's say I'm at the stage where I have three or four people in my business, and I say to someone, um, I want you to sweep the floor and stock the shelves. Those are tasks. If you say to someone, you are now going to be responsible for inventory management and making sure we never run out of anything, then what happens is you start offloading some of the bandwidth of your own mind and you no longer have to worry about that. Someone else is now responsible for that area of your business. Now, if they don't have the tools to be able to do it properly, they're going to fail. Right? And this is the big difference between most small businesses and most large businesses. If you think about a Fortune 500 company, the owners aren't there, right? The owners are shareholders and banks and all this kind of thing, right? So in that Fortune 500 company, you've got all these people who are not owners, but each one is responsible for things. So the sales manager has his numbers and then he downloads responsibility on the sales people, for example, and says, you have to get, you know, this is your budget. You got to go get it and if somebody fails to meet the responsibility consistently then they turn those people over right and and that's what's missing in most big businesses is people uh because they own it they see every dollar as their property they see every piece of inventory as their property and they have trouble dissociating themselves from that and letting somebody else handle that and and that's what i think stops most small businesses from ever growing
0: mm. Yeah, it's, it's interesting that you say that. This is something that I run into every single day with my clients. And a lot of it is tactical, strategic. But believe it or not, a lot of what you're sharing um, at the level that uh, that I coach on and that I mentor on is around mindset. So mm-hmm. it's that, to you point earlier, letting go. And it's really hard for someone to let go. It's, you know, the, the famous book, The E-Myth by Michael Gerber is a perfect example. And if Hacker Nation, if you've never read the e-book, e-book by Michael Gerber, get that today. That will change your life and change your business. But it becomes a mindset. It's the letting go phase. And do I have enough cash flow coming in in order to bring someone on part-time? And how do I do that? Does it make sense? And there's that, there's that chasm, as I call it, of going from A to B and how to do that. And one of the things that I read, you, you actually have a three-step business buyer advantage program that actually helps business owners purchase a business. Can you briefly share what these three steps are?
1: Yeah. Uh, the first step is education. The second step is is coaching. And the third step is uh, is consulting with me. So when people say, I'd like to buy a business or I want to be an entrepreneur, but I'm afraid of trying to start something or, you know, I don't know what to do. My advice to people is always that it's faster, easier, cheaper and less risky to buy an existing business than it is to start one. And that's why the big companies out there, they never start businesses. They always buy someone else, right? So you find a business that you might like to operate. You need to understand how to analyze it. My Business Buyer Advantage online course is the, the first component, the education. It's based on my full-day workshop, so it's about nine and a half hours of video and a big 50-page workbook. People go through that. They learn about the process. The second part is the the mentoring or the the, the guidance and planning stage. It's a 12-step coaching process you work through on your own. So you get a workbook, you work through it all, and it's all about self-discovery. What skills do I have? What desires do I have? What resources do I have? And then uh, there's actually a spreadsheet tool in there that talks about what you um, need as far as a cash flow personally, what your resources are and what kind of business you're going to be going after, and it actually creates a model of the type of company you're looking for. Scott the the biggest resource that people have is actually time. Yeah. And and one of the one of the biggest problems people have is when they go looking to buy a business they'll use the window shopping methodology. They'll they'll look online, there's different business for sale websites, they'll contact business brokers and they'll look at things that are for sale. And the the problem with that is that you can get sucked down into these rabbit holes and literally waste six, seven, eight months of your time looking at a business, talking to the seller, negotiating. What I advocate people do is they create the model of what they're looking for and then they go out and look for it to get ahead of the whole brokerage process. Because if you can put yourself in front of a business owner and create a relationship before they decide to sell, that's when you get your great opportunity to buy a business at a reasonable price without having to deal with competition from
0: other buyers. I love that. Wow. I love that. Hacker Nation, hope you're taking some great notes. I mean, uh, David's really dropping some nuggets about really what to look for, and more importantly, if you're the business owner right now, what are some of the things that maybe in your business that need a little beefing up, that need a little uh, uh, focus around uh, so that one day, like David talked about. Uh, that you can, if you choose to sell, you can sell. And I know we're going to talk about something here in a minute that I think is going to be really uh, an eye-opening um, um, uh, part of the show, which was the success hack that David wants to share. But, David, I want to spin this for a second and put this back on you in your own business. So what's maybe a nut that you're trying to crack right now in your business or maybe even a problem that you're trying to solve?
1: Well, you know, it's interesting because... Um, My business today is entirely built around a vision of my lifestyle. And I mentioned, I alluded earlier that my, my marriage ended up ending. So right now I'm a full-time single dad and uh, I have to pick up my kids every day after school. Um, and that, that short walk to the school to pick up the kids is actually something that, that I look forward to. It helps me keep my mind clear and everything. So I had to figure out how to get an income, a full-time income to support me and my family while only working from 8am till about 1.30 in the afternoon. So my challenge is making sure that every hour of my day when the kids aren't here is spent being productive. And figuring out what parts of my process and what parts of the, the duties or administration of this business that I run can be successfully outsourced. Because, you know, my business isn't a scalable business that's going to grow forever. My business really is me. I mean, I'm fully aware of this. I'm, I'm the, the S quadrant person in in sort of Robert Kiyosaki's cash flow quadrant, Right, right? Where I'm, I'm selling my expertise. Some of the online courses and things that I do of that nature are a, my way of trying to leverage time mm-hmm. to reach more people at a, at a more affordable price.
0: So it really sounds like the nut you're trying to crack or the problem you're trying to solve in your own business is getting the most use of your time from eight to one thirty, two o'clock, so that you can scale and it's just not you doing everything, but that you're really focused on, you know the two to three things that are going to drive the biggest results in your business.
1: Yeah, and you know, when when I do take the time to sit and, and, and as you say, work on the businesses that of in it, you know, I've got a whole list of all the things I'm going to do once the kids are bigger. Right. Because right? this is transitionary, but, but I know my kids are um, seven and eight years old. I know that right now is the time when I'm making the biggest impact in their life. And right. that's my number one goal mm. is is to is to make sure that they're set up to grow into healthy, happy, productive people.
0: I love the balance. I love that we talk about the balance or trying to have balance on this show. You know we have a lot of hard charging entrepreneurs on this show, but we also have we also talk about the balance. so you don't want to burn out, you don't want to have a heart attack at fifty three years old and keel mm-hmm. over while you're climbing up your success mountain. Everybody has had family members or friends that have done that. It's work, 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 and they don't pay attention to anything else. So I do believe you can balance everything, and you're obviously a testament to all the, not only the fathers, but also the mothers, and whether they're married or whether they're single or whatever, um, um, that are out there trying to do what you're trying to do. So I think this is going to resonate, very well with uh, with a lot of our Hacker Nation community and I want to switch gears and talk uh, about the success hack you know that our Hacker Nation community David listens to the show for actual success hacks and strategies you've talked a lot about beefing up certain areas of your business and why that's important and why you know having the mindset of of creating processes and systems so that if someone wants to sell or someone wants to buy your business one day you have the right things in place but What's one success hack that you can share that can help position their business to be sold if they choose to sell?
1: Yeah, well, buyers, number one, are looking for the largest cash flow possible with the least amount of investment. And so one of the biggest problems that most business owners do is that they're too willing to get themselves into debt to invest in things like real estate, equipment, equipment, you know, inventories that are too large, that kind of thing. If you constantly are thinking, how can I make the most amount of money with the minimum investment? And so for example, instead of buying a piece of equipment, maybe you lease it, but you make sure at that time that the lease is assumable. So that if you ever had to sell the business, the buyer can just take over that lease. And what you're doing is you're actually building in financing for a potential buyer when they come down the road. And you're showing people that you can run the business with, with a low amount of capital. So some of the other problems, for example, that I see all the time is successful people will have inventories that are too large because it's easier just to keep inventory than it is to actually figure out what you need. Yeah. They will do things like pay their bills early when they don't need to, right? And, and, you know, maybe they're offered a discount from a supplier or maybe they're just trying to be a good customer. But if you can wait until your bills are due before you pay them, what it shows on your balance sheet is that your payables can go up, which means technically your suppliers are investing capital in your business, which means a buyer can see that they don't need to invest as much capital in the business. There's there's all kinds of things. In fact, on my my business seller's website, howtosellmyownbusiness.com, there's a free uh, special report, 12 things to do before you consider selling your business. And it's basically 12 items just like this. Things that you need to be looking at, ideally, a couple of years before you want to sell.
0: Yeah, and Hacker Nation will have that up on the successhackers.net websites uh, in the show notes page. So let's shift gears and talk about the randomness round. Uh, the randomness round, David, is like kind of like putting you on the success hackers version of what we call the hot seat. Whatever is the first answer that comes to mind, just let it rip. So, David Barnett, are you ready for the randomness round? Totally. I'm totally random. <laughs> Best advice you've ever received?
1: Oh, that's easy. The, the terms are more important than the price.
0: What's a daily habit that you do sometime throughout the day that puts you in a great frame of mind?
1: Oh, Walking to the school to pick up the kids.
0: You now own a time machine, David. I want you to travel back in time to when you were 25 years old again. What advice would your current self, knowing about life and business, give your 25-year-old self? Travel more. What's the one trait that you have that's contributed to your success? Focus. What's a hidden talent that you have that maybe most people may not know about you?
1: Oh, I'm one of the best home canning and preserving guys that you've ever met. <laughs> I, I, I make jams and jellies and pickles, and I've got a pressure canner. I make my own homemade soups, can them under pressure. They can go in the, in the, in the cupboard. And uh, for me, it, again, it has to do with family and fatherhood. Um, I want to control what the kids eat. I want to know what's in that, you know, sauce or soup or whatever it is that I make.
0: Yeah, if this uh, business brokering thing doesn't work out, maybe you are the male version of Martha Stewart. Uh, maybe. <laughs> 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 I don't know, Living I'm just saying. In a dirty house. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> if you could recommend one social media tool or overall service to our Hacker Nation community, what would that be?
1: Oh, uh, you know, for me, it's YouTube. YouTube is one
0: of the biggest drivers of my business. What's one book that you've read that's made an impact in your business?
1: Uh, You're a Badass by Jen Sincero.
0: David, you are now officially off the randomness round hot seat. This has been absolutely incredible. Thank you so much for sharing these incredible success strategies and hacks with our Hacker Nation community. Where can our listeners find out about you and your business or anything else that you have going on?
1: Well, if they want to learn more about buying a business, they should go to businessbuyeradvantage.com. And in general, my blog site is davidcbarnett.com where I talk about buying and selling businesses, managing businesses, um, local investing. And, um, I put a blog post and a video up every week and it's easy to see all the, the back posts and everything right on there. And, and, uh, you know, the books that I've published and everything are on there as well.
0: Fantastic. Hacker Nation, make sure to head over to successhackers.net for this episode, show notes, and recap from today's incredible interview with David, along with some other really cool resources when you're on the site. Oh, listen, when you're on the site, do not forget to click subscribe so that you get all the latest and newest episodes here on Success Hackers. Before we end the show today, I wanted to make you all aware of something really cool that we have going on right now. As I mentioned before, besides being the creator and host right here on Success Hackers, I'm also a business strategist. I help small business owners grow the number of clients, increase their revenue, while ultimately helping them get complete clarity around creating and sustaining an incredibly successful business. As a matter of fact, I just helped the client grow his revenue by 50%, so here is the deal for all you loyal Hacker Nation listeners. I'm offering a free business breakthrough strategy session where I'm going to actually help you create some strategies to help you grow your business, and I'm also going to help you find an additional ten to $50,000 in your existing business without spending a dime. The value on this is normally $2,000, but I'm waiving the fee completely for a hand-selected amount of spots. So to learn more about this and grab one of your free spots, go to 40MinuteMakeover.com. That's 40, F-O-R-T-Y, MinuteMakeover.com. That's 40MinuteMakeover.com. This is Scott Hansen saying thanks again for listening to another episode of Success Hackers. Until the next show, go out and live with passion.